In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and we had a record month last month on listenership, and we are growing every day. And with that, I'd like to thank all our listeners. We have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And welcome back to these returning listeners. But if you're new, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your future success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. And if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. Now, in the digital age, it's absolutely essential for your business to have an online presence. I mean, that's kind of the keen sense of the obvious, what did you say? And it doesn't matter if it's a website, an e-commerce platform, a social media page, or a combination of all of the above. Now, regardless of how you conduct business, you have to be online, even if you don't conduct business online. And if we don't see you there, you could be losing out on the opportunity to increase your customer base and get the word out about your business. But what is important and how do you present yourself in your digital presence? That's another thing. What is important is content. Now, you've all heard the phrase content is king. Well, that's true, especially online. Content marketing used to be a way just to set yourself apart from your competitors, but it has now become a necessity for being found and building your brand. Content marketing provides conversion rates about six times higher than other digital marketing methods. For example, after reading recommendations on a blog, 61% of online consumers in the United States then decide to purchase. Now, those are conversion rates. But this is, this is all a little bit complicated, and there's a lot to learn, and not everybody understands this. But our guest today is an expert on content, SEO, and online presence. Carrie DePhillips is the CEO of The Content Factory, and I'm going to call it TCF. And this, they are a digital PR agency that specializes in SEO and social media marketing. The Content Factory, TCF, is one of the top SEO agencies in the English-speaking world, and their portfolio features a wide variety of clients, including Fair Trade America and many more enterprise-level companies. They've also worked in the cryptocurrency space since 2013. Carrie and her team have been featured in Forbes, Adweek, Entrepreneur, and many other media outlets for their digital marketing expertise and work culture. Thrive named her a limit-breaking female founder, and NBC News referred to her as a CEO who takes job perks to the max due to the fact that all of TCF's employees work from home or wherever there's Wi-Fi. As a result, Carrie and her team save an average of 500 hours each year by skipping the getting ready routine and the daily commute to the office because of their work model 
this saves that time. Now, over the years, Carrie has become an evangelist for working from home or anywhere, and particularly an evangelist for having this model for women. And Carrie co-hosts a podcast called Work Workationing, okay, which follows Kelly Chase and herself as they transition to full-time digital nomads and travel the world. So, Carrie, Carrie, we found you in the world today. So, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Carrie, just first, first, tell us about your company and how you got into this. I mean, when I talk to Generation Zers, everybody kind of likes digital marketing and I think it's a cool career. But then, once they get into it, it's a little bit harder. How did you end up into digital marketing and found how did you, you know, come up with the content? Factory? Sure. So uh, actually, right out of college, I got my start in advertising. And uh, I didn't really like it. My job was not awesome. My boss was not awesome. And more importantly, the work, the commute to and from the office, and paying, paying so much to park downtown every month, that was also not awesome. Uh, but I had this friend who was a freelance writer, and he uh, lived the coolest lifestyle ever. Like, sometimes he'd be covering, uh, like, a ski competition in Aspen. Other times he'd be, like, tasting wine in Italy. And I was just like, well, I, I want that life. <laughs> and he was a freelance writer. So I got into freelance writing, and um, what I did was I uh, would go through Craigslist every day and I'd submit like 50 applications a day. I really maxed that out. And within two or three months, I had completely replaced my income from my day job in advertising. And uh, instead, I was working from home or wherever uh, writing articles. And mm-hmm. that was at the, the dawn of SEO was the olden times of search engine optimization, but I got into the industry pretty early, and I got really good at SEO uh, over the course of the you know years that I was grinding it out as an SEO writer. And uh, eventually, I had more work than I could handle, and the content factory was born. Uh, in order to be good at SEO, you have to be good at PR and content marketing. So mm-hmm. uh, we developed those areas of expertise. And it's uh, been almost 10 years since mm-hmm. I founded TCF, and we've grown to, uh, we represent all kinds of clients from AstroGlide to enterprise-level software as a service companies, and all of our uh, clients come to us through mm-hmm. SEO because we practice what we preach. Mm-hmm. So uh, our own website generates about a million dollars a year worth of targeted organic traffic, and that's essentially how... The business runs. Uh, we get leads coming right to our door via our SEO, and it's also what we provide for clients too. So it started out. You started out because, as we talked about in the intro, content is king. So, mm-hmm. so the content drives SEO, um, and I'm going to come back to that in a minute. So that's how you actually started. And now, since you've started, do you find the space has has grown? Um, it has gotten a little bit more competitive. I mean, or has it taken new avenues in this digital space? It is still the wild, wild west out here mm-hmm. in these SEO streets. Um, there is plenty of room in the industry for uh, newbies to come up and create their own content factories. They can't call it the content factory, though. I've got to trick on that. <laughs> but, uh, there, there's plenty of there's plenty of space for us all because so many basically every company needs SEO, but mm-hmm. essentially none of them have good SEO. <laughs> and you'd be surprised the high level and even low level local mom and pop shop that could really benefit from having their SEO on point and drawing targeted uh, users or buyers uh, to them. Uh, but it seems it seems complicated. It's yeah. a weird thing to line item out in the marketing budget, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of agencies think that they're good at it, but the results kind of speak for themselves, and my team has written several uh, pages that have generated over a million dollars in uh, sales mm-hmm. via search traffic. So I, it's totally doable. Anybody can get on out here, and if you're waiting for a college to teach you this stuff, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um it, 
by the time that it gets to the colleges and it's being taught in a classroom, it's already outdated. You need more yeah. like on the ground uh, knowledge, which online courses are great for. Um, but there's no secret to how any of this works. It's just about putting all of the pieces together and being able to outline and then execute a holistic strategy. And and you, you said something about SMBs and small small and medium businesses or SMEs as we call it in Europe, um, and you know this stuff is is a little bit complicated. And as you said, by the time you learn it, it's changed. Okay, so uh, I, I've seen statistics where probably only you know not less than than forty percent of the SMEs actually have decent content and decent SEO and. Um, do you think it's just because they're not educated or it's changing too quickly or, you know, they're specializing in their own businesses? Well, you have to know what good looks like. And mm-hmm. from and, and when it comes to writing, uh, it's largely subjective, right? But uh, some things when it comes to writing are not subjective mm-hmm. and some things can be quantified. Uh, for example, how much search traffic does uh, a blog post generate per month? Uh, how many of those visitors convert into buyers? What is your uh, conversion rate on that page, right? Um, but the essentially, a lot of business owners don't know what good looks like in the sense of what an SEO blog post is supposed to be. Um, we get a lot of pushback from clients that are like, well, y- y- nobody's going to read more than three or 500 words, and that might be true. But the search crawlers aren't going to rank it, probably, unless it's at least 2,000. So if you're not incorporating long-form content into your strategy, you're going to have a much harder time ranking for those keywords that are going to convert. And so, like, uh, so much of it isn't, it seems like a very complicated subject, and there are a lot of aspects to it. And I think that people just get overwhelmed, and then they outsource it to a partner who maybe isn't doing the best job, but they don't they don't know what's wrong to point mm-hmm. to. And and I think that that's where a lot of businesses are at right now with regard to their SEO. Maybe they do have somebody working on it, and maybe it's not yielding the results that, that they need, but... Uh, you know, to allocate more budget over toward changing providers or without knowing exactly what it is that they should be doing, um, they might as well just stay where they're cozy, stay where they're mm-hmm. at. Well, isn't it, isn't it sometimes, Carrie, I'm sure you've seen this on the smaller clients and, you know, um, the businesses think, okay, you know, let's get the website out. I give it to my nephew. I give it to my cousin. I give it to somebody else and, um, you know, get the website, get, get a digital presence. But then of course, you know, a lot, they're not, a lot of people are trained and, and so therefore they're not knowing what you said, what is good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're kind of keeping it within the family, especially on family owned business. And, uh, you know, do you see that a lot with, with clients that finally come to you and say, hey, I'm not getting the SEO. Can you help me? We work with um, a, a little higher level clients yeah. budget-wise. So the, the websites that we're looking at aren't necessarily, uh, weren't necessarily created by their cousin mm-hmm. who, who took that marketing class that one time. But <laughs> sometimes you couldn't. Sometimes, honestly, looking at it, you can't tell the difference, and it's the <laughs> professional agency that, that handed this crap over, and I'm like, okay, all right, let's roll up our sleeves and dig into this. Um, if, if For a short-term Band-Aid, we just want a website up, by all means, hire your cousin, and that's fine. It's going to save you some budget, and if you're not looking to get traffic and sales online... Um, then don't spend the money on a $10,000 website. However, if you're trying to increase your visibility and even if you've got a brick and mortar that you're expecting like actual foot traffic to walk through your door, SEO can can really help make that happen, um, especially when it comes to like positioning yourself on Google Maps or creating a system of getting high reviews. Um, there's... There's a lot that can be done online that can impact sales in real life. IRL, as the kids are calling it. Yeah. 
Hey, but Carrie, sometimes that cousin then goes work for the agency, right? <laughs> so, right, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, we're going to, I want to talk about content and I want to want you to help us learn about what good content is and how it does affect um, SEO. But we're going to do take a short break for a minute. And our to our audience, we are talking with Carrie DePhillip and she is the CEO of... Uh, the content factory and she is also very well known for her work style and her company's work style and if you'd like to reach Carrie DePhillips uh, you can reach her on her website contentfact.com or if you want to learn about the work style that she's going to talk about in our last segment uh, workationing.com and they're also on Twitter, Content Fact, and Carrie Lead, and also Workationing is on Twitter, and on Facebook and LinkedIn, she has groups, and you can go see Carrie DePhillips on LinkedIn. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders, or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we're going to learn from Carrie about good content and how it does affect SEO. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture. But a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and Biz Help for You. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers and peace of mind. From payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips, you'll find something new with each week's episode. Biz Help for You can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you tired of hearing the future is already here? We are too. That may have been yesterday's future, but today's future hasn't happened yet. Take a deep breath, tune out the hype, the noise, and turn up the volume. Voice America brings you savvy, art of the possible technology visionaries talking about how today's innovations right now are shaping every aspect of our real future. We'll laser focus our spotlight on workplace, health, digital media, transportation, smart cities, social marketing, fashion, food, smart home, consumer gadgets, and buzzworthy tech like artificial intelligence, machine learning, Internet of Things, augmented reality, and lots more. Clear your calendar and open your mind for technology revolution, the future of now. With the most upbeat host on global radio, Bonnie D. Graham. Listen anywhere, anytime, on any device. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders, and today we're talking with Carrie DePhillips. She's the founder and CEO of The Content Factory, a digital PR agency that specializes in content and SEO. So, Carrie, um, before the break, we kind of just talked generally about uh, companies and, and getting digital presence and your specialization in SEO, and you said it all comes down to content. So, so. What's what what's so important in the content? What is important content? How, how do you define that? Well, first, let me say that SEO is actually, I mean, there are thousands of ranking factors that go into where your website falls in a Google search for a particular search term. But essentially, there are three primary areas. Number one, there's technical SEO. So is your website foundationally set up for success? From an SEO standpoint, like, are, do you have HTTPS enabled? What's your schema look like? Uh, those types of questions. And then you've got off-page 
SEO, which is which websites are linking back to your website. Because the search crawlers, uh, the search engines look at that and it's kind of like a, a way of showing social proof. So if you have a lot of high quality content uh, websites linking back to your content, then that tells the search crawlers that you're a reputable website. People are linking back to you. It's because you've got good content and it helps to rank you accordingly. But the only way you're going to be able to rank is if you have content on your website that uh, that will show up in the SERPs. So to that end, content really is king or queen is the case maybe. Um, what makes good content? Number one, does it provide value to the reader? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not constantly providing value to the reader, educating them, answering questions that they might not even know that they have yet, because maybe they're not that far far along in the buyer's journey, but creating that type of content that educates your target audience while also demonstrating your expertise and highlighting your case studies. Um, so making your unique value proposition clear while also providing value. And there are ways that you can do that within the copy. But that's really what makes content rank. Because if you're not providing value, then people aren't going to link to you. And you're not going to get uh, you know, the social shares. You won't see any sh- social lift. Nobody's, nobody wants to share content they don't care about. So what that means in most cases is creating some sort of ultimate guide or many ultimate guides based on your industry and based on the types of search queries that your target audience would have. So, for example, if you Google the cost of social media marketing, my website comes up first. The the reason why cost of social media marketing is such a juicy keyword for an agency like mine is because if somebody's searching for the cost of something, it's because they're in the research phase before making a purchase. And if you can capture your potential buyer in that phase, educate them, again, highlight your expertise, use case studies as examples, right? So it doesn't seem so self-promotional then they're going to be much more likely to contact you than they are to do additional research. Um, Or if they do conduct additional research, they'll still come back to you because you were the first one to really educate them, or at least you're in that educational pool. Mm -hmm. So um, creating content that has value to the reader is, I guess, what makes good content. And then there are structural issues. Again, you want to make sure that your content's like 2,000 words long and that you're using the right H2s and that you're weaving in keywords and their variations and all of that stuff. But at the bottom, at the end of the day, the, the content needs to be good itself. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is it, it, to stay on that and keep, keep creating content, okay? So would then would you say, you know, if I had a blog on there and the blog has good content, then that could, would would add to my website. Is that one of the things that you say, or is it just the content within within the website itself as far as creating that content? Um, where does both, blogging fit into it? It's both. Both Most of your organic traffic should be coming to your blog mm-hmm. um, because for a variety of reasons, you don't want to have 10,000 pages on your website and each page is a complete guide. All of that can be housed and organized on your blog, but if you're writing a service page, you're going to lose conversion if you're writing 2,000 words or more on that page. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to explain what you do. You don't don't need to write Moby Dick about it, you know? (laughs) And, And the blog, therefore, is where you create all of the content that introduces people to your company. They're already on your website. And then, uh, you know, you talk about your services or what problems your company solves for the reader that's found you via Google search. Uh, They didn't even know they were looking for you, but here you are. You've got this opportunity. Can your content sell them? And I think what a lot of people fail to realize or fully understand is that content, your website's content is basically your silent salesperson, and it works 24-7, 365, never calls in sick. It's like the most reliable employee you'll ever have. But if the, the content isn't written, away, written in a way that grabs the reader, 
instills confidence and trust uh, in them for your brand and then ultimately gets them to convert, uh, it's not good copy. Exactly. <laughs> is, there, is there any, is, is, you know, I've heard a lot of um, back and forth, okay? Is there any, you know, certain length that's more, you know, uh, the optimal length of a blog or the optimal length of something with content? Is, the, is there an optimal length of how long a blog should be? That's a good question, actually. And uh, the debate rages on as we speak. Uh, the, the stats show that if you want content to rank, it's got to be 2,000 words. And at that point, you're creating some sort of ultimate guide, probably. Um, it, it, shorter pieces of content can work just fine, but not for SEO. So mm -hmm. if you want to have a, a blog post that is basically like a press release that is announcing some company news, and then you want to pitch that around that news around to journalists, you don't need that to be 2,000 words. That can be 600 mm -hmm. words of press release content that you have on your website that you pitch it around. But the, the purpose of that content isn't to rank for conversion optimized keywords. The purpose of that is to generate media coverage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And then within carry within that content to stay on this content for a minute. Um, keywords. I mean, there's always this big de debate about keywords and, you know, um, long, long tail keywords, transactional mm -hmm. keywords. Um, maybe you can help our audience understand maybe what the difference between long tail and transactional is and is one more important than the other. Um, you know, how do you get the keywords right? Okay. All right. So there are three types of keywords. There's transactional, which means uh, like best uh, where to buy Nike shoes or mm -hmm. uh, best social media agency, in my case. Um, there's uh, informational, which would be like, what is social media? And then there would be branded, which would be like the content factory. Mm -hmm. um, transactional keywords where people are, again, doing research, conducting research while they're in that phase before making a purchase. That's, those are the transactional keywords you want to get into uh, or that you want your site to rank for so that they can come to your site and then make the purchase. Now you've got long tail short, uh, you've got long tail keywords and short tail keywords. A long tail keyword, keyword would be cost of social media marketing or cost of social media marketing services. Mm -hmm. It's a longer string of words. Short tail would be social media. Now, the reason why you would want to target long tail over short tail, there, there are actually a few reasons. Number one, let's say uh, I wanted to rank for social media. Um, I actually wouldn't want to rank for social media because what's the search intent behind somebody searching for social media? Maybe they're looking for a list of channels. Maybe they're looking for a, de a definition of what social media is. Uh, maybe they're looking to sign into their Twitter account. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it's not the, the search intent behind somebody searching for social media is not to hire an agency like mine to manage mm -hmm. their social media or to train them in social media marketing. Mm -hmm. um, however, cost of social media marketing, that's it's longer tail. It's also mm -hmm. transactional. And those people that's highly targeted traffic. That's my target audience right there. Because who, who isn't looking for the cost of social media marketing that I might want to talk to, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, got you. No, I mean, it is. It's, it's, um, it's, it's quite interesting. And, and, and as we start to talk about it, it's, it's a little bit more complicated, as you can see. Mm -hmm. And as you can see why you need agencies like yourself, because, um you know, this stuff is also changing all the time. I mean, Google and they changed, they changed the rules quite a bit. How do you keep up with that? Uh, by following best practices from the mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, there are a lot of what's called black hat SEOers. 
And it's, I mentioned backlinks earlier, right? Right. The, the backlinks pointing to your website are indicators to the search crawlers that your site is legit and should be ranked higher. Well, there are, there are what's called PBNs, pro-blogger networks. This is a black hat tactic. And they'll just go out and they'll buy 10,000 links. Well, that's an unnatural linking pattern. At some point, Google's going to slap you down. And while you might rank number one for six months or even a year, at some point, when you get caught, your website's going to get blacklisted, and it can take you years to recover. And also, you're never going to get that money back. Um, So if, if you stay away from the black hat techniques and the shady, I guess, hacks to try and get yourself to the top of the search engine result search engine results pages uh, it, it's not it might be more effective in the short term but in the long term it's very much not so and the potential liability that you're looking at it's the risk is not worth the reward yeah um, if you go about things the white hat way from the start then it, there's these updates to the algorithm don't really slap you down because you were never trying to game the system anyway. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nothing to slap down about great content that provides value to the reader and that people naturally link to. Not mm-hmm. 10,000 yeah. of them all at once on one day. <laughs> right. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, Carrie, you also, just real quick, and we're going to take a break in a minute, but before we go, you also have... Um, this is a lot of stuff, okay? And, and I'm learning things just talking to you here. And you have a training package available on your website, and that's called Raise and Convert. Do you want to just tell yeah. us quickly about that? Sure. Rise and Convert is an online training course in SEO that I just launched. It's been years in the making. Uh, but it essentially breaks down the process for every aspect of SEO in a way that is super simple to follow. You just check the boxes, and uh, we've got video walkthroughs that use real-life examples and show you how to create content that doesn't just rank and draw in targeted organic traffic, but that actually converts so that Mm -hmm. you're turning your website traffic into money, and this is something that I've done many, many times for myself and for TCF's clients, obviously, but you can... um, employ these tactics to rank number one for all types of search terms that will draw a lot more business to your door. This is entirely how I grew my agency, and we just outlined the entire process. It's actually built off of the training manuals that my team uses when I first hire them. Great. So so our listeners, if, um, if you want to get more information on SEO, then go to the training package, Raise and Convert on the website, and we're going to take a short break, but we're talking today with Carrie DePhillips, the founder and CEO of Content Factory. And on the Content Factory website is this training packages. And the Content Factory is a digital PR agency specializing in SEO. Now, Carrie's been well sought after and well and is in the news quite a bit. NBC News called her a CEO who takes job perks to the max. And Thrive named her as limit-breaking female founder for her approach to business management. And if you want to reach Carrie, you can reach her on contentfact.com, workationing.com, and on Twitter, contentfact, on Carrie Lead, and workationing, and also on Facebook and on LinkedIn under Carrie D. Phillips. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, CEO and leadership business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders. This show is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's largest digital marketing and local search nonprofit association. Cinda conducts market research and holds digital conferences two times a year in Europe, and their next conference is in Lisbon, October 13th to 16th. For more information, you can go to www.cinda.com. Now, I've talked about this workationing. I've mentioned that when I talk about Carrie. And when we come back, we're going we're gonna to kind of leave the subject of the SEO, and I want to hear a little bit more about how you manage your business and about workationing, Carrie. And with that, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 80% of judgment enforcement in the U.S. ends in failure. How can client judgments be collected in spite of that number? Listen for the Judgment Enforcement Hour with best-selling author and financial forensic research professional Joe Dickerson. Victims of fraud, Ponzi schemes, contract disputes, estate settlements, and more will hear about his approaches to getting the recoveries they need. And Joe's guests will educate you on how to outsmart the debtors. Listen live Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. And today we're speaking with Carrie DePhillips, the founder and CEO of The Contact Factory, a digital PR agency that specializes in SEO. So, Carrie, there's great information on SEO before the break. And as I said, um, you, people can look at your training packages that you have on your website. But there's one thing, subject I want to talk about, because when you put, you put your name into Google and we took, put, you know, we search things, everything comes up on this workcationing, okay, and how uh-huh. you manage your business. And there's so much, first of all, what is workcationing? And how did, how did you get so much media coverage on this? I mean, it comes up all over the place. Yeah, sure. Um, so workationing kind of, listen, you work from home for like seven years. And you get tired of just looking at the same four walls all the time. <laughs> and, if, and if you can work from home, then you can probably work from anywhere. So then why don't you? And, and so that was like a question that I started asking myself after, you know, doing the work from home thing for like four or five years. And it took me like two years to actually get up the gumption and the courage to just say, screw it. All of my, all of my belongings are going into a 10 by 10 storage facility and I'm going to take this show on the road. And I did. And I've been to uh, dozens of countries. Uh, while working, workationing, uh, the workationing project and podcast uh, follows my decision to become a digital nomad, including all of the panic attacks I had when I put my stuff in storage. And, you know, it felt like I was like leaving my life and I was. And it turned out to be the best gift I ever gave myself. Uh, my co-host colleague, best friend and I, uh, Kelly Chase, we did it together. And January 1st, 2017, we got on a plane to Puerto Rico, and then we just hopped countries every yeah. month or so after that. And we did it intentionally, meaning that we really focused on in what ways can we use this opportunity, this space and time we have. We, it was about a month in each space, like I said. So we had like a month to do something cool before we moved on to the next spot. And so we always tried to accomplish a business goal. And knock out a bucket list item mm-hmm. at each stop. And we, we successfully accomplished those missions more or less. But um, that 
it, we were ladies of a certain age. Um, I was 32, 30, no, I was 34 when we started, 33. And uh, Kelly was a couple years younger than me. But ladies in their mid-30s don't really just, like, pick up and travel the world together. Mm-hmm. But, like, we could, so why, why didn't we? And um, actually, I used a lot of the same tactics that I use on the TCF side of things for ourselves and our clients to get media coverage. Um, you see a reporter who is writing about your industry. Go friend them on LinkedIn and then send them a message if you think you've got a story that they might want to cover that's related. Uh, reporters are constantly looking for fresh ideas on on stories that nobody else has. And so if you can come in to a journalist and like slide into their DMs on on LinkedIn with the right message, you'd be surprised how often that works. Um, I did that yesterday and I've got a Forbes piece lined up for September. Um, it, it, it happens fast. But wow. then also there are resources and a lot of them are free that will put you in touch with journalists who are looking for experts to quote for their, for their stories. Mm-hmm. So one of these is Hero. Help a reporter out is what it stands for. But if you go to helperreporter.com, you can sign up. You want to sign up as a uh, as an expert, and then three times a day, you're going to get literally hundreds of media queries in an email, from, sorted by category from reporters who are looking for experts to quote. And wow. if you're a business owner, you could be that expert. And uh, like last year, we ran the math and we generated $1.2 million worth of media coverage for TCF just through Hayro. Wow. Uh, in Fast Company several times. We replicate this for our clients. It's, you can do this too. Uh, you just need to sign up and go through the, the queries and send the right kind of pitch. And we actually have a pitch template that's based on the exact same one that I use on the Content Factory's website. If you go to contentfac.com, then you can search for uh, the how to pitch Hero. That one comes with a template. It's the exact same message that we send to reporters. <laughs> Just customize it. And then you can get media coverage, too. It's great. Yeah. So this, I mean, that is a, a great story. And uh, thanks on the tips on the on the on on how to get media coverage. That for our listeners is very very valuable. Um, but to just stay on this this subject, I mean, uh, a lot of respect. Ba- packing everything up, getting on the road. Now you're managing your company at the same time. So the mm-hmm. content factory. So are all your family, all your employees, then virtual? Um, yes. working virtually yes okay so yep. how do you how do you manage that then and are they all in different time zones and, and, yeah yeah and, and yeah. So how, how does it work um so I have 13 employees spread out over three different time zones mm-hmm. in seven or eight different states <laughs> um and uh, tools and process that's all you need uh we use slack we use skype a lot we use google suite we're big on the Google Docs and Google mm-hmm. Spreadsheets because you can edit those in real time. Um, Trello keeps things organized for us. We use Google Calendar a lot. Um, so there are tools that make communication just as easy. Yeah, you can you can still have a conversation with Bob in the corner office without having to smell the tuna fish he microwaved for lunch mm-hmm. that day. Um, it, Having regular check-ins is really important. Everyone uh, on my team at the end of the week sends me a weekly recap of what they accomplished that week and what they have lined up for next week, as well as any challenges they faced or wins that they had. I love good news, so like share your wins with me always. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it's been a pretty, knock on wood, it's been yeah. a se- pretty seamless process. And uh, creating workflows makes a big difference. Um, that way you're not telling the same how-to over and over again as you hire new employees. You create a workflow document for that, and then it's just done. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the, the online training course, I give mm-hmm. that to my employees when I first mm-hmm. hire them to teach them in how to do SEO the right way. 
because a lot of them have ideas, but <laughs> but they're yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just um, now from 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 the company owner and the CEO, uh, from your perspective also. I mean, this this sounds great. Um, I've had my own experience too, and I think that you know, if you're a baby boomer or above, um, you know, most of us you know, started our jobs in the office like you did in the advertising industry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we're that we were that happy, okay, right. but we did it. Now, the Generation Z or Generation Z, however you want to say it, who's coming in now, probably is never going to see an office, okay? And, and I, what's your perspective on, um, you know, the disciplines and, and, and getting them to understand the deliverables? Because... We learned it because we actually physically saw it there. And, of course, everything's virtual here. Do you think there's challenges in this model that you're having or will be challenges as the next generation comes up? Um, I, I have many thoughts on this. First, first and foremost, text speak is going to uh, just, like, ruin a lot of writing capability. Uh, you've got to be a good writer in order to be a good digital marketer. And if you carry that across other industries as well, if you're not a good writer, but you're communicating with your boss, colleagues, and customers, your clients via email or via text primarily, you're going to have a hard time keeping a job. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if you are competent, people are not going to believe that you're competent. And so, and I see it all the time because my biggest struggle is hiring good writers. Mm-hmm. Good writing talent is, it's like catching a rainbow unicorn with a purple mane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, <clears throat> they're difficult to find. And then mm-hmm. once you find them, they're difficult to catch. And then keeping them is a whole other story. And remote work helps to keep my employees happy. I have mm-hmm. very low turnover. Uh, it's because I give people autonomy and they have flexibility with their schedules. Certainly there are client meetings or uh, meetings with me or management. Um, but overall, they can kind of structure their day how they want and how best suits them. That tends to make them happier. But remote work, I think, for women has just a ton of different benefits that an in-office environment just does not prove in the statistics. The statistics back it up. Um, women who wear glamorous makeup are perceived as more competent, trustworthy, and likable than uh, the girl next door, light makeup look, or God forbid, no makeup. That was on a sliding mm-hmm. scale. So you've really got to drag it up mm-hmm. if you want to be taken seriously in an office setting. You tack weight onto that. Um, the, the heavier a lady is, the less money she makes consistently so in a remote environment nobody ever really sees you mm-hmm. um <laughs> and yep. uh also you're judged entirely with mm-hmm. remote work by the quality and timeliness mm-hmm. of of what you turn in and yep. the results that it delivers mm-hmm. and in an office environment you're dealing with a lot more politics you're dealing with you know all kinds of crap that maybe you should well you certainly shouldn't have to be dealing with but unfortunately as a lady or a person of color you are mm-hmm. and yep. in a remote environment that really takes a lot of that off of the table entirely and mm-hmm. so are you meeting deadlines are you turning in exceptional work? Are you making the client happy? Are you pleasant to deal with? Does your work achieve its goals and hit mm-hmm. its KPIs? If the answer to all of that is yes, then like I don't, I don't care if you wear yoga pants or no pants at all while you're working. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it is definitely as we go forward, and I hear you. Um, and for women, it's a great way, and I, I do think it, it, it does some of these, these gender bias or, or you know, uh, race, cultural biases do disappear in the work environment, but it'll be interesting to see as we go forward how this, how this really works as the next generation comes in and also how you find good writers as the next generation comes in because you know, this generation coming out of, out of university now, and I've seen it myself, you know, Writing, writing is not always in the forefront, 
but it really should be. So I think we have a lot of transitions, um, Carrie, and a respect on what how you're managing your business and what you've done. I think it's tremendous, and um, I'd like to continue this conversation. We're getting towards the end of the show, and maybe we can have a have another show. I'll invite you back just to talk about this remote work and development because I think it, it's a really interesting subject that we're all going to have to face as we go forward. There so. are a lot of advantages to uh, business owners for opening up their workforce to remote employees. Right. Uh, your talent pool is infinitely expanded mm-hmm. and you're able to pay less for top tier talent. Absolutely. Okay, so we're towards the end of the show, Carrie. This has been really, really great. I want to thank you so much. And for our listeners, we've been speaking with Carrie DePhillips, and she is the founder and CEO of The Content Factory, a digital PR agency that specializes in content and SEO. NBC News called Carrie a CEO who takes job perks to the max. And we just talked about her, how she's managing her staff remotely. And Thrive named Carrie a limit-breaking female founder for her approach to business management. And that's what we've just talked about. Now, Carrie's regularly quoted in the media, sharing her expertise on building and scaling remote teams. She's also a digital nomad and the host of a workationing podcast. Um, Kathy at the uh, Carrie at the Content Factory also has training packages. Uh, Raise and Convert is one for SEO, as we had talked in the second segment about SEO. And you can reach Carrie at contentfact.com, workationing.com, content fact, Carrie Lead, workationing, and on Facebook, on, on LinkedIn, Carrie D. Phillips. So with that, Carrie, thank you so much for being with us. And thank I hope you. I'll catch up with you. And if you wander through Prague or Dusseldorf, please let me know and we can have a coffee. Yeah, actually, I'll be in Dusseldorf in two days on my flight out to Antalya. Oh, okay. Well, Bob, I'm in Prague right now, so so we'll keep okay. it, I guess. <laughs> okay, and for our listeners, Leadership Beyond Borders is a program sponsored by Global Business Theory, F-E-S-A-S-R-O, and CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association. CINDA holds conferences, and our next conference will be held in Lisbon, October 13th to 16th. And at this conference, you can hear digital experts from around the world. So sign up under cinda.com events. And please tune in to us each Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And also, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And until that, thanks for joining us this week and tune in again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.